0: From 11FS, I'm Simon Taylor, and coming up on this week's Fintech Insider News, we cover the Equifax hack, we do our first ever Emoji Wall of Doom, and we do some swears in front of a live audience. Crowd, say hello. <laughs> All this and more on today's extra special after dark episode of FinTech Insider News. Let's get to it. are here at WeWork Altgate for our very first FinTech Insider After Dark. I'm Simon Taylor and I'm joined by my 11FS colleagues. First up, it's the instigator, CEO and resident office DJ looking guy, David Breer. David, say hi. Hello. And then quite possibly my favorite FinTech geek, it's co-founder of 11FS, Jason. Jason, say hi. Hey. But we couldn't do this show alone. Tonight, we've got some very special guests for our audience. First up, we have Business Insider Analyst, Sarah Kaczynski. Good evening. Next, we have the unbelievably talented, the witty, the dreamy, Liz Lumley. Liz, how are you? I'm very well. And lastly, but by no means least, it's the superstar hype man, the man with the caps, the man with all the merch. It's Jamie from Bud. Jamie from Bud, how are you, sir?
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for that. You know how we super do. Southern AGM. <laughs> All
0: righty. And first up, we've got a story from The Economist about how digital technology can make financial struggles easier to manage. Our very on David Breer, you you contributed to this article, didn't you, Do David, what were your thoughts?
2: It's actually really hard to go into this market.
0: So uh, an area
2: of sophistication where you need specific types of functionality to really keep uh, engaging people. Thank you very much. You know, very very similar to actually not not just the the bottom end of the market. You know, people talk about the bottom of the pyramid, but you know the the top end of this spectrum in terms of wealth clients as well. You know, digital hasn't really delivered on giving a you know that concierge service that you sort of talk about. So you know, until really we get a low cost platform and from uh, you know really realizing the benefits of digital, I don't think the bo- the very top or the very bottom are
0: going to be. Uh, our for. good friend Costa Peric from the Gates Foundation uh, has often said though that from a global development perspective actually a bank profiting from low-income people is no bad thing in fact actually that spurs development that yeah. spurs growth and it helps people it lifts them out of poverty yeah, more anything than-
3: to keep these people off of the, you know the prepaid cards and the the loan sharks and the big loans and getting them a bank account that keeps their money safe is a good thing.
0: Solve a real problem. Absolutely. Alrighty, uh, so hang, on, next story we, on, hang on before
1: we move on. I just I didn't see much of David Breer in this in this article until I read yeah. one word one word which was oodles. <laughs> and I don't think I'd ever read an Economist article with the word oodles uh, anywhere. Technical term. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's, for, it's for financial terms. Absolutely loads.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's an acronym. I can't quite put my finger on what it says. Right now.
1: <laughs> it's so, you know, so big. it's
3: David's like the Pollyanna of the fintech industry? He's all like wholesome and good. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. All right.
0: <laughs> oh, How much little about old wine. David. Have you been drinking? Yeah. <laughs> So much wine here. Uh, Next story was actually submitted to our website, fintechinsidernews.com, by our good friend Barb McLean. The headline here from BBC News is, the surprising place where cash is going extinct. Jason, can you tell us a little bit about this one?
4: Yeah, so... It's Somalia. Particular stories about Somaliland, and but there's been all kinds of stories in the past week about Sweden and China and a variety of places going cashless. Going back to actually my trip to uh, Chicago, where you actually think the US is must be the most you know, behind the whole cashless society place. I went into, I'm not kidding. I went into a burger place called Epic Burgers in Chicago. They do, I mean, it's crazy. They do uh, local beef, they do organic produce, but they also have this, this uh, sign on the door that says cash was king. You know, no longer do we take cash because it's more ecologically friendly not to accept cash. Oh. Yeah, right. so they, here they I was in the, the middle of Chicago angle. with an ecologically friendly, locally organically grown uh, produce burger place that isn't taking cash. Like, is this traveling the world? Is this whole thing happening?
5: I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in on this. I think this is a very specific example. Okay, we're talking about Somaliland, Chicago. Chicago. Well, yeah, that's a very specific example in Chicago. How many eco-friendly <laughs> places do you know in Chicago? Um, as an aside, Somaliland is like they they only became a country in the last 20 years. They only invented a currency. So if you're going to go down this route, you have to look at the different examples from different countries. So Sweden is arguably very different from China, which is arguably very different from Somaliland. And in each of those examples, I would say it's going to be incredibly difficult to go back to our previous point about getting an entire country to give up cash. You're always going to exclude somebody as it is right now. So how do you do it? How do you make sure that when you're moving to these digital-only systems, you're not cutting out normally what's the most vulnerable part of society?
1: And, you know, recently we were talking to a a company based out in in Dubai, and they said a lot of the um, companies out there who, you know, who are dealing primarily in cash is the reason why they don't want to accept cards or any kind of digital um, is because they want to be kept out of the tax system. Well, there is that, yeah. I mean. you know, so there is, there is, you know, there are lots of factors which are kind of... So, so I think,
4: yeah. like, we never have this crowd in front of us. We have to use the wisdom of crowds here. So cash is dying out all over the place. Hands up who's used cash today. Oh, there's a wow. few. Wow. Oh, wow. Quite a few. So what did you use cash for? Shout out. Coffee. Coffee. Taxi. Updating your oyster Whoa. card with cash. Oh
3: wow!
5: You know this
4: is like a fintech thing, yeah? <laughs> Just
2: shoving it in where the ticket goes, yeah. <laughs> so who's used cash this week? Okay, slightly I more. more.
5: One, what about, one on the bench? What about okay.
0: this
4: month? No, okay, so lots of people. So, like, what are the top uses of cash? You know, again, shout out. Haircut,
3: Haircut
5: and nails.
4: Haircut and nails. Well, is this, two is this different a people,
5: thing? but, you know, maybe the same person, I don't know. Food, food markets? markets? You mean like a kind of like a petticoat lane, like street food market? Okay. No, uh, is... Yeah, lots of nods for street food markets. Okay.
1: Lots of hipsters in.
4: I think we're in a little bit of a bubble here. So I think the uh, the crowd has told us that they uh, they use cash, but for that uh, like high end food market with their cronuts and their you know
5: and, and having their haircut. And so having
0: the haircut. Hey, don't diss cronuts. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's great about this is so in in uh, Somaliland um, the currency. The reason why this is kind of um, this has happened is because the currency has got such terrible rates. It's nine thousand shillings to yeah, the shilling dollar. So the amount of cash that people have to actually carry around with them is, is really, um, is really un- it's quite a lot. So what kind of amused me a little bit in this story was I was just imagining the startup pitch. If there's anyone here working for a startup, um, you'll know that there's a lot of pitching that you need to do. And often that starts with thinking about the problem and your solution. And I, I thought it'd be quite funny that, you know, if they were going to present this, it would be, well, okay, the problem is that my arm hurts from carrying around bags of cash everywhere or... Or um, I'm a small business and people keep stealing the wheelbarrow that my bundles of cash has to be in because I can't sell anything for less than 9,000 uh, sheets of paper.
4: But I have to stop you here because it's a first world problem as well. I've heard Will I. Am on a video talk about the large number of checks in his glove compartment. Like there, there's,
2: a problem, there. there's Let, a problem there. Let's not get onto atom and will I am again. Like,
4: come on.
3: <laughs> I've got I've got a bit of a side thing about cashless. Um, I I was in a pub in the Covent Garden with lots of tourists, and I can say this: there were American tourists there that were upsetting me because I can be, say that I'm upset. You, re- you realise you're
2: American. Still, I know, like, you know, I know, and they are
3: upsetting me. And I paid for my pint with my contactless card, and of course the the teenage boy next to me was like, ooh. Magic Uh, Magic So I found a trick I had drinks with Nina Moriarty If anyone knows her And she said You know what A really good trick in America If you take your contactless card Into America And the the cash till says Apple Pay You can use your contactless card And really freak out the people At the till Because it's all NFC
2: Finally,
0: the benefit of Apple Pay, right? <laughs> I, 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 I love freaking out some strangers. That's the way. I
3: love freaking
0: out some uh, strangers. It's the way forward. Um, so we have an insuretech story what? coming up. So for this, I need to hand over to Nigel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to move out of the way. Nigel, take my seat, sir. Come on. Woo.
4: <laughs> Do you
2: actually have your own jingle, Nigel? Is that?
6: I'm excited by that. It's very cool.
2: <laughs> not, dress down, Nigel, for today as well. Like, t- tell the story, Nigel, because it was a funny. Like,
6: Ni- Nigel DM me this morning as he was leaving his house. And what did you say, Nigel? I, ha- I had to explain to my kids why I wasn't in a suit. I turn up here every time in a shirt and tie as the odd guy out. Everyone's like this in cool those, so you know. And I'm there in a suit and tie. And my kids said to me, "Daddy, are you not going to work today?" I said, "I am, but it's." oh, don't worry, it's Mufti Day. So it was the easiest way to explain it to me.
4: Did, did, did they uh, kind of go into tears? Of, Daddy, have you
1: lost your job? <laughs> Daddy's not James Bond anymore. Why is it not Mufti Day for us? <laughs> Indeed.
2: But um, really, really interesting story, this one, actually. And uh, so this is uh, do or die. So this is five changes insurance, insurers must actually make. And it was quite a, a
6: kind of entertaining
2: little article, Nigel, wasn't it? What, what do you think about it?
6: Oh, man, this got my blood boiling. So entertaining. <laughs> I shouldn't say this, should I? But there we go, it's too late. It was entertaining in that it was five things that you could pick up about any industry, and it was almost common sense. Every single one of the things on there, from if you can't change the people, you change the people. I've been guilty of see look, Liz everyone. (laughs) Liz is falling off a seat already. So things like that, you know, they just got my blood boiling because we get it, we understand it, we're in this space there was two things in there that were important to me, paranoia, right? Let's make sure that let's not be afraid to be paranoid. I was talking to someone this morning about kids again, and the fact that my four-year-old on average will ask me 400 questions a day. When did we stop asking 400 questions and be paranoid about our existence? So that for me was really, really important. but generally, it was so generic. It started off about insurers, went on to reinsurers. It was too generic. It didn't focus on the customer enough for me. I, I love the banished complacency and smugness. Oh. <laughs> I think that should be banished complacency and smuggers in articles.
5: <laughs> I mean, the, the serious point here, surely, is like, you're only paranoid if they're not out to get you. And people are out to get you. So, you know. I
6: could not agree more. So I think, you know, the, the intent of it was there. Um, but there's a we're, we're so much further ahead than that today.
1: Shall we run through the shall we run through the the tips that are that, oh, are, that are given? Okay. I think they're pretty I'll, good. So number one is on. um, banish complacency and smugness which in, I articles. Think can,
6: in, art, in articles in articles in Do we agree? Show of hands for everyone. Do we should we oh, banish yeah. smugness and complacency?
5: Well, generally or in the workplace? <laughs>
6: do we think we should banish smugness
1: and complacency? Oh, that no, no, no. I'm all um, for a no, little but, bit of smugness,
2: yeah. <laughs> like no, not but, complacency, but smugness is fine. You know.
1: <laughs> Number two is, uh, change is a way of life. Be ready.
2: Oh, wow.
1: David, I think I've seen that as a sticker on your laptop. <laughs> Pretty uh, much, uh... Number three is, emotion trumps logic understand your customers by show of hands do we believe or disbelieve that
6: now this is important though right so emotion about how we purchase how we engage on something for insurance which is a emotive product we're going to spend money on something we never want to use really is a really important piece for me but again it started out as insurers then went to reinsurers so it's kind of mixed it all up a little bit too much
2: yeah i'm I'm not convinced by that one if i'm you, like um like late night, last night, I was getting pretty emotional with Simon earlier on on Slack. So like, you know, I'm all for logic. I think logic <laughs> yeah. trumps this Yeah, one. but I, I- See, I'm going to disagree with you on this one because
4: uh, I think financial services, for the longest time, have have played on that. Here's a logically better financial product; therefore, you should buy this. But actually, people do make decisions that are you know extremely emotional. And actually, the worst dark patterns of marketing are based on those you know emotional and um, and non logical biases. So rather than actually using those to sell crazy products, like, I don't know, overdraft charges, we're only going to charge you £3 a day rather than this interest rate. That should be better. Yeah. You know, actually, we should be using those biases to improve customers' lives.
6: I I come back to you and say what you've just explained trumps the article by a million percent <laughs> number one number two the art of storytelling to our customers as to why they want insurance and need insurance either for the year for the moment in time or whatever they're going to do is the important point so the, st- the art of storytelling is key therefore then emotion for me then trumps the logic
2: I- i'm not sure we can say trumps in a positive way anymore can we is that is that it's like a it's, it's actually got negative it's on the
3: list of
5: words we can't use yeah, anymore yeah is it?
3: You bring in all these like lean startup, you know, teachers that say we have data points and have, you know, validate your assumptions and don't do your gut feeling and emotion. So it's all.
6: So data, right?
3: Data. But data then, but
6: hang on to data then um, spawns an emotion. Hey, Nigel, you've not walked far enough today. Hey, Nigel, you've eaten way too much today. That spawns an emotion that makes you want to do something. Is
2: that like a text from your wife? <laughs> <laughs> Daddy, I noticed you, he reached Daddy for the wine, wine as he said <laughs> that. Really,
3: like right. went for the wine though. <laughs> <laughs> Just She'll never garden. notice.
1: <laughs> number, uh, number four is stop thinking short term.
6: So this is, the other sec- this is the second most important one on this list for me. So the short term so is... don't feel fast. You're an insurance company that focuses on risk, and you're risk adverse by nature. Not the not failing fast, but actually organizations that have a long-term perspective or view about where all these things are going, I, I think have an advantage for those that are focused on numbers, numbers, numbers. And if you're focused on outperforming or doing something different to the competitors, it's a short term view. It's quarter on quarter on quarter. And that will impede your ability to be successful in the long term. So I actually agree with this one.
2: It, it kind of depends on what stage you're at, right? If you're a startup and you start thinking long term and you run out of money, it's gonna be a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like, and it kind of, you know, we had um, Gary Vaynerchuk on the podcast, and actually it's that clouds and dirt mentality. You know, you've got to have the, the view in the clouds of the strategy and where you want to go to, but have the, the ability to kind of get your hands dirty and move with the tactics. So I think it's, how do you carry both of those things and, and really sort of D- move dare them
6: Dare I say, cheesy buzzword here, or cheesy cheesy slogan, think big, start small, act quickly. And that, for, we see, and that for me is a... I've also seen that uh, sticker on
2: though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm running out of space right now, honestly. <laughs>
1: okay, and, the, and the, fifth, the fifth one on here, which is actually my personal favorite, is uh, be paranoid. Question your right to exist.
5: <laughs> yeah, now this is what
1: personally. <laughs> the personal motto, It's on my laptop. It, this uh, this sounds like either like it's
5: a marijuana thing or
2: it or it's like some sort of offshoot of X Files. I'm not really sure which one is it.
5: No, but I go back to my point that like if you if people are out to get you, which if you're in the insurance industry, I'm sorry, people are like whether they're the people who have stopped buying your product or the people who want to replace you, then you should be paranoid. You should be thinking, how can we up our game? Like that should be always on your mind, right?
6: But I I break it into multiple categories, which is why the article's confused for me. So as an insurer, I would be paranoid about my existence. As a reinsurer, I've got a massive market that I can enable through startups with access to regulation and capital that says, you don't need a primary channel anymore. You can go direct via these new guys that have all the access. I completely agree with that. And
2: ladies and gentlemen, here's to paranoia. Um, (laughs) Moving on.
0: Yeah, so now for something completely different. Um, we <laughs> need to remove the screen here for a second and go to something. Uh, the, we're calling the wall of the emoji. Wow. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. So let, let me walk you through the wall you don't of the have emoji. to be that. ask David this microphone without making a choice. There you go, David. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the wall of the emoji... <laughs> As you can oh. see behind us, I will describe for podcast listeners, has four categories to it. The first category is, well, it's somebody about to vomit. You can kind of guess what we think of somebody about to vomit. It's generally bleh. So this is, we're going to take the words that you see, like corporate VC, technology company, Apple Pay, ICOs, innovation labs. And we're going to put, you might see where we've got this trope from. I was going to say, like, cool, is cool. this a Top Gear, like, knock off no, 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 no. no. <laughs> I was hinting at it, I wasn't giving it away. like, and of course, then we have this guy right here, this, this emoji is very meh, you can see his eyebrows are kind of to the right, he's not very sure about life, um, we have a, a thinking face here, of like, oh, you know, it could be alright, but we're not really sure, it's kind of lost its now. and then, of course, this, this is the ghost of everything, this is, this is holy hell, raise the roof, we love everything, bad 90s hip hop references, all of the above. Uh, so, do you want to take us through, David? Where are you going to start? Where Let, going to start? Let's start with Apple Pay. Uh,
2: Apple Pay. Sorry, I've been a... I, like, I've been a, like, I have pretty much every, like, my wife's in the audience tonight. It, it's, a, it's actually my my wedding anniversary tonight. Uh, It's kind of awkward Where's Mrs. Breer? Yeah Mrs. Breer It's it's kind of awkward That I chose to be here On my wedding (laughs) anniversary Thankfully uh, Sarah turned up As a surprise to me Which is really really good fun But anyway So Sarah will, will testify to this one Literally we are like The Apple household Like until like a week ago like Apple Pay, you know, like other than you know facilitating what you were saying earlier Once on this, yeah, like you know being able to sort of let Nina underage drink in America, <laughs> like well done. Uh, then, then Apple Pay really just hasn't done it for me yet. So like I'm I'm in the tendency to sort of get it over. Uh, Listen, like, so, yeah. Apple, Apple Pay yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: but if
2: I just went for Apple.
5: Still, Still, Still that, that. end.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm just going go to say, I just have to say, I want 10.
4: So hands up if you think Apple should be down that end.
2: What wow. That <laughs> is.
4: Hands up if you think Apple should be at this end. Oh, I think that's all 50 50. Here? Yeah, here? Here. Yeah. here?
2: Compromise? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. so that's the middle of the road. Yeah. 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 What to pay is math. But I,
4: I do realise that for podcast listeners, that whole this and that end thing, is <laughs> just probably not going to work so we'll,
2: far. well. We'll put this up on social media later. <laughs> It'll be fine. Uh, so next up we have ICOs.
0: The initial coin offering. <laughs> what do we think of the initial coin offering? The blockchain VCs raising 500 million, 250 million. This is getting vomit signs. People are pushing to the side. People do not want... Can, can we just ask, who who, uh, who understands I, ICOs, really? Remember that story earlier?
2: <laughs>
0: oh, if you all oh, go down there,
4: that hand went
2: up
0: straight down. <laughs> all right, I'm just going to point out that Sam Altman of Y Combinator just came out and said that ICOs could be a revolution in funding. This stuff's crossing over. Cool. Does, does that change anyone's mind?
2: Like, like to, yep. to, to be honest, with you, like
6: ICOs are making Bitcoin look normal. <laughs> okay.
2: So, like, they, they have to come no. over here. No. In the Bitcoin. Think yeah. yeah. okay. okay. you think
0: I'll go with thinky face. Because I think like, this is clearly a bubble, it's clearly mental, but I do think there's a there there.
2: Okay. Uh, moving on, and uh, we have the, the, the sort of second on the list of people making up shit that they know about <laughs> is artificial <laughs>
3: intelligence. Do you, hands up? Do you think artificial like intelligence? Yeah.
0: intelligence?
2: So so I oh, is there, like like further? Yeah. <laughs> 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 So, so my, my my thing is like I reckon I agree with you. It's in the tree. It's a beautiful <laughs> so many different things. Like the thing that I think is over here. Is basically saying how many of you people are going to be fired because of AI. And that's what we've seen come out over the last couple of weeks with banks, right?
0: Yeah, Deutsche Bank came out and said a big number. Big number. Big number would be losing their jobs because of AI, which if you work in a bank and you hear somebody, an executive, say that, kind of demoralizing, so maybe that one not so great, but AI, it's in the tree, which for listeners is beyond cool. Uh, So there we go, we heard it here. Okay, so next we're going
2: for. I'm not a
0: bank, I'm a technology (laughs) company. It's very specific. It is a bank saying that they're a technology company.
2: Small small show of hands in terms of audience participation here. I have the list here. I know who you people are. (laughs) Put your hands up if your CEO has said we're not a bank, we're a technology firm. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's quite a few hunts nice going up. At least 20 of you are liars. Absolute liars. Like we have to put this one over here. That it's, is yeah. that is vomit. Yeah, unless, is pure vomit. Unless you're here from BBVA and and your actual CEO is a developer, like you know, like, actually was a was a like hands-on doing that stuff.
0: Not cool anymore. I think Tom Blomfeld would have a shout
2: for that as well. Yeah, yes. maybe <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so next up we have. Um, should we go corporate VCs? Corporate VCs. Yeah, yeah, corporate
0: VCs. How do we feel about corporate VCs? Oh, there's a lot of people pointing out. Do that. we have it in the room? I, I think there's like a corporate VC sitting at yeah. the front, <laughs> looking very, very sheepish.
2: <laughs> so, uh, uh, like everybody who's a corporate VC, put your hand up. <laughs> what? Oh. Oh. I think there's one. No, no. Oh. Okay, so so where where do you think like you know it's, it's essentially meant to be sort of dumb. By yeah. dumb yeah. By yeah, <laughs> thinking
0: faces. Yeah, thinking
2: faces. face. faces. Getting it. No. Yeah, the right. hey, who's a who's a fintech in the, in the house? Anybody from a fintech? So um so like Ed from Bud's fintech. Like would you like? Do what you are see? W- corporate sees a beautiful thing. So but but is not that's the people understand the space. Oh. From Bud just raised to. Um, no.
0: so, <laughs> so, so let's just uh, let's just see. Let's have a Check have a, a
2: space. Maybe like a sign up. Yeah. Show, show hands. So yeah. meh? or thinky face. In between. I think like here. Yeah. <laughs> like we've got one in the tree okay. and now I've got to work one here. Like let's I. Let's go meh. I, I think it's meh. So. Uh, so I, I think there's probably in, in the in the industry there's maybe one exception to this. A, does everybody
5: know? No, we know where this.
2: Does everybody is. know this guy here?
4: Does everybody know this? This for listeners. He holds a picture of Mariano Belkin. Uh,
2: that was weird. <laughs> so so Mariano might be the coolest sort of a corporate VC I've ever the come only. across. Yeah, and, and,
3: and Liz, I think you've had some feedback on this point. I have, but I don't know if any of you know Elmer Leonard. He wrote this like um, blog for writers where he writes, don't do complicated sentences and big words because you're not Margaret Atwood. Um, and several people have said to me, corporate ECs suck unless you're Mariana Blinky. So he's basically the only person in the world. So you're either Margaret Atwood or you're Mariana Blinky, and they're the rest of us. <laughs>
0: I, I think the, the reason I love Mariano is just the level of abuse I receive on Twitter for <laughs> almost anything. It's so like, he's the only guy who's called as bullshit, uh, bullshit artist live on our podcast. Is he <laughs> in, <laughs> in the tree. He the tree. In the tree. He's hanging out in a tree. Yeah, Mariano and AI over in the tree.
2: So the other thing that we have left is innovation labs. Does there's anybody
0: work walk. in an innovation lab? That's it. Be brave, gentlemen and
2: ladies. Put your hands up if you do.
3: So, at what, what time, though? Is it, okay, is this Innovation House five years ago or Innovation House today?
0: Today. Right now, today. Puke.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Any disagreements with Puke? Anybody want to go further to the subject?
3: Honestly, Innovation Labs in the are the like. Tree. Innovation Labs are like. the, tree. Tree. the other tree. Oh, oh, oh wow. the pop
0: wow. 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 Innovation Labs are now a pop plant of <laughs> disgust.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah i think i think there's definitely an element of catch-up in most industries that are being played out but uh, but no i i think um, i think I, I definitely sort of feel comfortable with it being in the hanging plant essentially
0: all right so uh whilst the screen is coming down uh, i need to thank our sponsors and before we get back to the news we just wanted to say uh while we never have enough time to cover every news story that's happened in the last week on this news show you shouldn't forget that you can now head over to fintechinsidernews.com to read more about the stories we've discussed and many more besides. And you can sign up and become a contributor, join the discussion. You get to chat with us directly, which is kind of cool. And you can also submit the stories that we use every day, fintechinsidernews.com. Now I've got to thank our sponsors.
2: The Financial Times guides you through complex issues. In divisive times, don't settle for black and white. When you need the full perspective, turn to FT.com. Become a subscriber today. Search for FT Subscription.
0: Fintech innovation is changing the way we bank. And the speed we deploy new customer experiences is vital. Onboarding the right fintech partners can take months. Do you have time to lose? Introducing the Innovation Acceleration Platform from Temenos. Test fintech solutions at speed with real data straight from the core banking system. With a yearly subscription, you can begin testing the same day and create new customer experiences in no time. For more details, visit marketplace.temenos.com. Thank you very much to our sponsors. And we are here <laughs> at WeWork All gate. For a Blockchain Insider story, we had to do it. There was a big story this week. Uh, Y Combinator wants to let people invest in its startups through the blockchain. So this was a story where Sam Altman of Y Combinator, which I referenced a few moments ago, said, actually, this idea of crowdfunding with technology makes a lot of sense. We've seen crowdfunding platforms, but maybe this technology can do crowdfunding in a different way because traditionally you had to be a sophisticated investor, in air quotes. And a sophisticated investor may you had a lot of money or you could pay somebody who had a lot of money to invest and crowdfunding platforms have done okay but ICOs have absolutely dwarfed them so would you like shares in some of your favorite fintech startups or tech startups generally and the idea is that an ICO can help you so I like this concept I think it's right but I do definitely agree with the audience that perhaps there's just a little bit too much hype going around the ICOs at the moment
3: I think the quote here in the article is do I think ICOs are silly bordering on scams yes they
5: are Absolutely. oh but then you talks about <laughs> regulation which is the key point here right
3: yeah. like you can in, you guys anybody
5: in this audience can invest their money they can go and buy stocks and shares and like they're in, perfectly entitled to do that in a regulated entity so if you're going to go out there and you're going to regulate icos like pretty much every major regulator has said like come on guys let's pull this back a bit let's you know you're either in the box, you're out the box. If you're out so the box. The, the, the regulators illegal, have said isn't? some
0: interesting stuff, right? Because there's two things: there's investing in an ICOs if you're buying shares which, yeah, you're going to want to be regulated if you're buying shares. And then there's this new thing, which is like buying a ticket to a theme park that hasn't been built yet. And actually, if you look at what the SEC said, they said, that's interesting, that's new, we don't necessarily know how we're going to regulate it yet, but it's kind of cool, but we want to see best practice. And if you go back to what happened with crowdfunding a couple of years ago, like, crowdfunding came up with their own best practice, and then lo and behold, a few years later, the FCA came along and rubber-stamped it. I think we're going to see the same again on the app tokens. Uh, I just want to say, like, been there, done that. I mean, if
4: we're talking about crowdfunding for a, a um, oh, a the Monzo 10. story. Oh, right. Like, All right. I'm sorry, Monzo just started that that whole trend. A million pounds in 96 seconds, people. Then two and a half million pounds, you know, a few years later. Two hundred million you like to in an you hour. Forgot we crashed
5: the site. We crashed. The yeah. Site. Okay. Yeah.
4: So the whole ICO thing. But I, I totally agree that on one hand, like, it people are just doing that arbitrage on. They are doing crowdfunding and selling shares illegally you know they're selling securities but on the other hand they're doing you know they're doing the the protocol uh, sale, ticket sale um which is which is perfectly
2: reasonable i, I don't understand which which bit so, david so how assen- far back do we need to take essentially you? essentially this is like kickstarter for a thing i might want but you won't tell me what the thing so, is so the thing but is, but is i have to put money in
5: but did but did big celebrities come out? Did did I don't know Paris Hilton or whoever the latest one is this week? I'm sure there's another one. I'm not sure. You know Jamie Foxx this week. I may have been on holiday. You know, you may have George heard that. Sorry, so um, Jamie Foxx.
2: Jamie Fox. All right, he I'm in. I'm no. in. Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't care what it is anymore. Now I'm in.
4: So. But, this, but the
5: sensible point here, right, is like how many people have heard of crowdfunding and how many people have heard of crowdfunding and Monzo? Not that many. How many people have heard of ICOs? An awful lot more because Jamie Foxx comes out and put it puts it on Twitter, and then everybody kind of jumps into it. So the, the, the regulation needs to move faster on this one would be my point. It needs to, to get in there quicker because the whole thing is But, but I up. think the
0: regulator's point here is, look, if you're selling something that looks like shares, then you should probably try and get it regulated like it's shares. If you're selling something that's not like shares, then be sensible. Don't do stupid stuff whilst we figure out what we're going to do.
5: Did Jamie Foxx come out and say this is shares or not shares? Or did he just say it's a shiny ICO yeah, you I'm can not. make money on
0: is, is
4: Jamie Foxx going to die because in China I'm saying he's French, a gold digger yeah. is, this,
1: is,
5: this,
2: is this share the singer Share? oh now like, you like I'm weird. struggling right, I'm,
0: I'm going to move us okay. on because we, we, this is getting crazy um, there's a story on Business Insider um, there are some stats that have come out on gender balance in UK fintech sector and apparently it's 71% male so looking around the room actually I think pretty balanced actually, yeah I'd say yeah. We're, it's probably not quite that I'd say more 60-40 60-40 yeah, yeah. That got a lot of people talking on uh, fintechinsidernews.com dot um, Looking at our audience, so it's not too bad. Liz, Sarah, do you have any thoughts on this? I, well, I, I'm just throwing to you. For- <laughs>
5: if, any, if anybody's if anybody's heard the previous podcast that Liz and I did together, it was the one where Uber was outed for having a CEO who had some. It behavioral is. problems he
3: did
2: he had some um
5: problems. so liz why don't you go first and then i'll i'll follow oh, you oh boy oh
3: boy oh boy oh boy we, um, we have teachers <laughs> but you know first of all we're just talking about gender diversity this is like the basic thing you're talking about right now um you know what i think 71 percent male is that's generous okay so tony from banking tech wrote an article after um Money 2020, where he talked about a little bit being in the journalism world, it's kind of 50-50. And then you get into sort of in banking world, it's about 70-30. And then in the fintech startup world, you know, last year, globally, VC funding for female-led startups was 2.1%. If you're a woman of color, that goes way under, like it's not even on the chart. Um, And that's fucking criminal. and so. What happens is there might be thirty percent women in FinTech, but once you get into leadership positions, when you get into positions where people have money, that becomes very male. Mm.
2: Isn't isn't it literally fucking criminal?
3: It is mm. fucking criminal because stuff is being stuff is being designed for a certain set of people. Mm. Yeah, I mean okay? this, is,
5: this is the point. Like to to go back to my cynical point, which may be one that I play quite often. Wh- which, um, which one, Sarah? Yeah, okay. <laughs> right, I'll clarify on this one. Um if you want to make money, you have to design something that solves a problem. If you want to understand the problem, you have to understand more than just the minority, which is the white male who has the problem. If you're trying to design a product for everybody, I don't know, in the UK, you're going to have to think a bit more broadly than being, for example, white men. Um, so
3: there are two stories i have got to tell. I'm sorry, you've given me the floor. Um, <laughs>
5: so, I got this so,
6: <laughs> so
3: just talking about gender diversity, women walk outside their houses every day in a world that was not designed for us. OK? I spoke at a conference on Tuesday. I put a lapel pin on my dress without pockets. How many women here are in dresses without pockets? Okay)
5: I tried to put my hand up and I threw the mic over.
3: <laughs> I said to the, his guy said to me, where are you going to, where are you going to hook this? I'm like, it's been everywhere, sweetheart, okay? <laughs> um, and I kind of made it- And every woman <laughs> in this room knows that.
5: Like, they know where their mic packs have been. He, he, said, he didn't know whether to laugh uh, or
3: like... But I said to him, someday this is going to be female friendly. And he went, that's never going to happen.
2: Oh. He he did not know who he was
5: talking to, So,
3: So last week, and I haven't written about this yet, these two ex-Google guys built this app called Bodega, which made a lot of people angry for a lot of reasons. It made me angry for a slightly different reason. And it's to destroy the corner market. And they called it Bodega. So, of course, people were attacking them for attacking communities. And I'm looking at this and they've got funding from some big names in Silicon Valley. They've got funding from people who look at, you know, Facebook and Twitter. And I looked at it and what it is is a box that will be in your apartment that you can buy stuff with, with your phone. I'm thinking, they they invented a vending machine. <laughs> What? This is it. This is a 28-year-old man in Silicon Valley who comes home late and wants a bag of crisps. And that's the problem he's solving that is supposedly fucking disruptive. And it's not.
5: No concept of like shopping for, I don't know, a family? On a budget, maybe? Why, why don't know? they
3: build something that, helps, small, that sm- helps corner businesses deal with their supply chain? Yeah. Why don't they build something that helps small businesses deliver to their community so they can get more customers? I'd argue a bit better. against that
4: because I don't think they're out there to destroy small businesses. This is what they said. They I said they want to destroy to, the corner market. Um, to actually earn money, to, to grow a big <laughs> business. And, and you might argue that actually small uh, corner shops are inefficient. But actually actually, if you spread them about in boxes in places where people work. yeah exactly so that. I'm not arguing against that I'm not arguing against that it's a it's a, a more intelligent you know uh, uses data and technology and everything better vending machine okay. and if it's just a case of it being a marketing play then I think that's fine
5: all right to bring this back to the gender point <laughs> ladies and gents because we can have we can have thoughts about vending machines I, I, we can we can do a podcast on I, vending machines I basically want some crisps now. I'm, I'm just gonna
0: be honest <laughs> (laughs) On TechCrunch, there is a story submitted to FinTech Insider News by Eagle. Google debuts Tez, a mobile payments app for India. Sarah, this one's for you
5: um so this is this is google's first foray into mobile payments in asia uh it's a free mobile wallet that links to a users bank accounts to allow them to pay online in shops and also do p2p so like person-to-person payments the really interesting thing about this one is how it works right so um i don't know just hands up who knows what upi is if we're talking about india who know what upi means one two three five five okay so a UPI is India's unified payments interface. It's a government-backed system that allows for instant bank-to-bank transfers in India. And so basically that means that anybody who's a customer of those banks can use this solution. They're straight in. They're logged in. Um, the other thing is that it uses sound. It uses audio QR, which um, basically uses wave to send payment information between phones in proximity. So what that means is you can use basically a very low-tech uh, spec phone, and not much battery to make a payment. So it's it's a, it's a very, very clever way of doing it. It's a very, very innovative way of doing it. It also works like a chat app. So Asia chat apps, huge. They basically invented the damn things. So um, it's also gonna come pre-installed on those lower end smartphones. Um, the thing about this is the choice of market, right? They've chosen India. Paytm already has 20 million people over there. So whilst I'm all behind it, I think my technology is super innovative. They've got one Have hell of a an pill struggle. Have
0: they done it too late? <laughs> but, but can
4: I actually sing my jingle to pay? That's what I want. Okay. Like I don't want the. I, mean, the, I like. I want to sing it.
1: I actually, when you, I, when I, when I first looked at this, when I first looked at this story, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know much about it until I was uh, researching for this evening. But when you actually go through the capabilities of this. It's actually very impressive. And just the, the, the tiny gestural commands that turn on things. So the thing that really stood out to me was um, to differentiate whether you are a payer or a receiver. is just this really lovely like switch on the, on the phone. So if your two phones are close to each other and one of you switches on that you're the payer and then the other one switches on that you're the receiver... That then is then that uses the NFC that that it doesn't use
5: NFC. That's the point. Or the, it's or the, just, the QR, it's, the sound QR, or whatever it's, it's it is. It's audio waves. too. audio waves. Wow.
1: I mean, that is just for me. I just I looked at that and thought that was just you know very very cool. I, that I is think a, that is a there. You've got cool
0: a market way. that has that UPI capability, so somebody can plug in really easy to instant bank transfers. That's a great leg up. Number two, they're targeting a capability on phones here with audio QR codes, which again is innovative. So they're behind from an adoption perspective with Paytm, which is on 11FS Pulse, by the way. Um, And Paytm has done extremely well. But will they get there? Google... Floundered in payments. Google uh, Android Pay hasn't done well, and we the Google but, Wallet but didn't where do well. the
5: Android solid markets, they're in Southeast Asia, right? So if you, if they're gonna take that payment capability to somewhere like Indonesia, boom, they're in. Like Paytm is trying that, but like Google is not behind that. When so. you think
1: about the business, um, you know, when you look at kind of small retailers, you know, I've a history that I've I've you know done kind of professionally. I've worked in retail. Um, kind of on the strategy side, and one of the big problems is understanding who your best customers are and sending, uh, you know, relevant offers to them. You know, you—I ha- mean, one of the companies that I worked for sent their best customers, not just you know exclusive content but all content because the way their system worked was yeah they qualify for people who shop once a year yeah they qualify for people who shop twice a year and yeah they qualify for people who shop three times a year so now they get all of these emails what's really cool about this is they can break down their customer segment very very specifically and power these um these kind of rewards to them like on a per person basis which
0: google really are badass at data aren't they yeah. and, and they're very gonna cool. they're gonna keep being badass at data but speaking of people who aren't badass at <laughs> data
5: uh, you know ed- where we're going i can see your face what
3: what a move
0: equifax equi fucked equi screwed up (laughs) hey that wasn't me that was (laughs) TechCrunch. like credit where it's due there's so much to love here jason do you want to just run us through the highlights on this one really quickly Uh, i'm this is mind
4: blown like we're back to the emoji wall where's the mind blown column um so 143 million that's the number of people whose data was hacked that's half the population of the U.S. Um, that's social security numbers, birth dates, addresses, drive-ins license numbers. I mean, that's just, that's people's identity. Social security number, that's like holy grail. 143 million. So, um, fact number two, like... It wasn't a one-time event. They exploited a security floor, which was nine years old. And for those uh, uh, techie in the room, it was Apache struts. And not only that, but then just before the news broke and they took a while for it to, for it to come out, uh, allegedly, three of the top execs sold shares. In the company oh dear. At, the, oh. at the start I can of see August, I
5: wish I could describe people's faces right now. Uh, like, there's literally jaws uh, uh, dropping.
4: And this, this, what these weren't the shares where they'd logged ahead of time; they were going to plan to sell them. This was just, a, oh, I fancied selling four thousand shares today. You know how For it goes. No
2: apparent reason at all.
4: And yeah. it, and if that wasn't incriminating enough, they then created a website that let you check to see if you were affected. And in the fine print, you have to agree that if you let them check you say that you waive your rights to sue
0: Equifax.
4: Oh, this is my yeah. favourite
5: bit as of this any, whole story. As
0: any part of a class this action is, lawsuit. So, so the amount of organisations that are absolutely creaking at the seams when it comes to how they're doing cyber security because they've got old systems and because they're not keeping up to date with stuff, compared to what you see in the open source community, it's just not acceptable to be this bad anymore. And there are so many more like this to come because the vulnerabilities, ju- they didn't patch their software. That's that's like not tying your shoelace. It's so stupid. But we are up against it on time. Another drink for, uh, for Martin over we're in the corner there. Um, there's a story on Fortune, which is our and finally story, which was submitted to FinTech Insider News by our very own Sam Maul. Shout out for Sam Maul. What a legend that man is. Uh, South Park mercilessly pranked viewers' Amazon Echoes. You saw this one, David, I think?
5: This is why I don't have one in my house. <laughs> this exact reason is like it's not coming anywhere near my front door. Alexa
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it was hilarious honestly it was so funny like I won't go in like I'm not sure even we can take it down to the level of sort of schoolboy uh, sort of comedy that, uh, that was actually involved in it but if you haven't seen this episode you really need to do
4: something. Alexa add to to-do list listen to FinTech Insider <laughs> uh,
0: Alexa subscribe to FinTech Insider on that note that wraps up another new show thank you to our fantastic guests where can people find out more about you Sarah
5: uh, you can find me on Twitter at Sarah Kishansky. If you can't
3: spell that, you can find me on Business Insider. And Liz. You can find me at various wine bars around the city. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, girl-disrupted.com.
0: i got to thank Jamie, our hype man. <laughs> Come on, guys. Jamie from Bud. Where can people find out more about you from Bud?
3: Uh, you can go
1: to thisisbud.com you can tweet me at, uh, at JC the original or you could head to thisisbud.com forward slash careers where we are also where we are also hiring in the, uh, in, the in anyone who's a developer please get in touch um, you know, still
0: not a recruitment event still. I think it could be
1: Vintec Insider recruitment T- Time it's share the- anybody yeah.
0: <laughs> no so also I gotta thank the team that make this possible so Ollie give us a wave Ollie is our Woo! head of content I've got to also thank Laura, Laura's an absolute superstar, creating the show as for Martin keeping the sound together for as always. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> and of course, the man that keeps the show on the road, that gets the edits out in no time whatsoever, the superstar, the hero that is Michael Bailey, Michael. <laughs> I have to thank Flavorly for making it possible with the beers and thank you to WeWork for letting us use this space um, we'd love it if you give us a five star review on iTunes wink wink not a recruitment event wink wink
2: yeah uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be honest with you. there's like 70 of them on iTunes there's more of you motherfuckers here <laughs> so some of you guys have not done a five star review uh, we have your names we know, yeah, who, we know, you know who you are we will track you down I okay? can see
0: like... your faces people uh, and finally thank you to our amazing audience thank you
6: Woo!